Good evening, good evening. How yep. is everybody doing? All good? All good, mine all good. I've just had a low internet warning pop up on my computer, which I've never uh, had before. So I was just uh, like, ah! <laughs> well, I think, I think I'm back after my 30-second complete tech failure. Yeah, it's a classic <laughs> for anyone that um, doesn't know, because I, I know we've obviously got quite a lot of like long-term listeners on here. And, um, we we start every episode, and then it just seems to be this, there was just some little gremlin in the system somewhere. And it's literally, you know, we, we try and get online maybe sort of 15, 20 minutes before just to yeah. kind of give it a bit of a test or whatever. And, and there's always literally fine. just as you click go, it's just yeah. like, oh. Mate, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I can't even pinpoint what it is. Literally, I've been no. sat here for like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, camera's all good. That's all good. La, la, la. And as soon as I come in and join the studio, it just goes, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, test me, test oh. me. Oh, it's just yeah. a classic, isn't it? It just goes to show that no matter how much preparation you can Even JC, Gaz, Sean, Dave, Reese. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I've looked forward oh, to that. I'll tell you what, I'm glad it's Friday. <laughs> same, as, yeah, same as me. I've got great big enormous news. I'm going to jump straight into it, mate, if you don't mind. Go for it. So, Mission Taylors. Oh, this is, oh yes, oh, of course. Val yeah. Valen, that is. I thought you were so, going to say like you're pregnant or something. So I've got a second... <laughs> I've, well, actually, actually, having said that, uh, no, uh, that's this is naughty of me, smack. Um, I think great big news. Uh, uh, congratulations to Mr. Howe, Paul. Yeah. For his for the birth of his go gorgeous little girl. Yeah, yeah, let's do that first because that's far more important than what I'm holding <laughs> in my hand. Sorry, Mission Taylors, you'd have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for everyone that doesn't know, uh, basically, Paul, Paul, uh, lovely Mrs. gave birth uh, earlier in the week. Um, so we're all sort of sending our congratulations to them. Yep. Um, Congratulations so, to the Howe family. Obviously, that's why Paul's not here tonight. A little bit busy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a reason, a relatively reasonable yeah, it's, excuse. It's a fair I think reason. I think we can let him have that one. So yeah, congratulations, Simon, guys. Wayne, Rage, Terry, Mark. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. So anyhow. right, yeah. Go on then, Lance. Go on. Get your get your. So mission Taylor's. Oh right. So this is my second comms pouch. So we've had the Mark one. This is the Mark. No, it's not really. It was a completeness joke. Um, but this, <laughs> this is, is Rage's comms pouch. This, this is the new dangler. This is it in all its glory. So this is what I've had Mission Taylor's working on for me. I've not seen one out on the market similar to this at all. Um, so it's relatively unique. Um, elasticated loops on the bottom there for a twenty k or anything like that. Um, uh, Mark fives. I'm sure you could get a cluster of them in there. Probably wouldn't want to run them in that bit, but it it, it will hold them. You know, it's very elasticated, it's nice and tight. It's got two um, slightly elongated nine mil pistol mag pouches, which you can run obviously your mags in. Uh, nice D rings. Nice, I mean, the stitching, the quality again, it's faultless. I couldn't, I couldn't fault it. You know, I've got my, I've got my mutt tool in there. Um, and on the other side, I'm running a. Uh, little tack light in there as well but again you can run two nine mil pistol mags obviously nice and central saves you having your mags to the side there They're at the front easy to uh easy to get to with the big d rings it's got a main compartment pocket and what i've had the uh, mission tailors do is um move move the actual zipper right to the very front edge of the uh of the dangler so these nine mil mag pouches won't encroach on you being able to get into the front of it still you can see there if it's upright that still opens fully loads of room in there for all your essentials uh an ifac anything like that uh phone uh, it's got a very slight slimline pocket onto the front. Again, yeah, for maps, a uh, bit of admin in there, a notepad right in the rain, a notepad, anything like that. And again, a little bit of molly on the front, all multicam, to add any additional bits and bobs that you might want to do. But that is a pucker bit of kit. I'm well happy with it. 
ultra strong. I mean, that is uh, first class. So, Mission Tailors, you've uh, you've done it once again. Thank you very much, sir. You're an absolute star. So, there, that's my bit of news for the week. We've been very excited. Nice. It's been a few weeks coming. Yay! <laughs> I'm, um, I'm getting paid soon, and I've got a little list of things that I'm sending to him. So, um, yeah, I've, I've actually got something unique as well that I'm working on. So I'll, I'll say He's got a one. unique thing. Good. Yeah, because um, be... I was talking to Lance about this in the week. Um, basically, uh, I've come up with a load of ideas for stuff that I really want Mission Tailors to make me um, because I can't buy the actual thing I've already got in Multicam in OD for my OD loadout and put it together. So most mm. of the things I would creations of stuff that I already own in just a different colour, but I have actually come up with an idea for ah. something now. So... Um, is this Molly, Mike? It's not. It's not the big M in Molly, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've also stuff, um, we've also had a little bit of progress on the patches, by the way. So um, I'm hoping we should have something, some actual proper news to show people at some point. And and lastly, uh, I spoke to my mum. Uh, so I know Gaz is ah, quite big news. in this. Um, I spoke to my mum, and potentially we do actually have uh, a way. Lance, your camera's gone. Of um doing these medic bandages um so i still need to work out the details of that um but it's something that we could potentially potentially actually do so uh oh 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 hang on got hang lots on, of symbols on. apparently you've unplugged something oh yeah oh, oh, there we go oh, cool oh. i did actually do a little drum roll on my desk then the camera went off i was like right won't do that again what did i touch <laughs> nothing <laughs> All oh, right, so let's get into it. Hello again to everyone that's joining us in the chat. We have 12 people watching. It's always nice to see everybody. Uh, there's a few regulars, a few new people. So welcome for joining. Well, welcome and thanks for joining us, even. Some of those words in that order. Um, so tonight we are talking about shelter systems. So yes. all things hammocks, bashers, tents. Uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, Tim uh, earlier sent me a photo of a caravan as well. So if you've got a tactical caravan, go for it. Um, yeah, so we're going to roll play. straight off the bat with uh, bashers. Now, unfortunately, I haven't got a lot of images of bashers and stuff. Um, we obviously started this podcast uh, and then everything went into lockdown, uh, which is thus making it a little bit difficult for content. However, mm. I have the power of Google. <laughs> rah, rah. And the reason the reason I wanted to bring this up is because obviously bashers have a uh, an absolute multitude of ways that you can obviously set them up. Um, I have a couple photos of the traditional sort of uh, the top left sort of the, the the normal sort of like little mini tent, I guess you'd call it. Um, yeah, little A-frame sort of type setup. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, there's a number of other ways. Now, I know Lance, you you were playing around with a couple of different styles. Because um, I know you've also got your poncho basher, I believe. Uh, yes, I have, mate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, the basher is such a versatile piece of material, if you like, um, which you can and shown in them images there. I mean, it's a great selection of images you've got there. I mean, I, there's a few there that I haven't even tried, but I mean, you can manipulate it into so many different styles and arrangements of shelter, and it takes up such little room in your kit. I mean, it's a bit of a no-brainer, and even it, from ground sleeping shown there, you can set it up for a hammock. I mean, it is a, it's a go-to bit of shelter if you're, if, especially if you're lightweight, wild camping, backpacking, something like that. Milsim, like if you're not in hard cover, if you've not got a, an actual proper fob to go back to, or you're, or you're not dossing down in a building or something like that. If you're out in a wood block, I mean, you can't really go far wrong than having a basher as, a, as, a, as a, if, especially for a starter level. If you're going in for your first Milsim and that, then yeah, just a, a, 
an X surplus basher. They're the 2025 quid guys. I mean, and it's a they're a wicked bit of kit. You haven't got necessarily to go down the surplus route. You can get like I think DD tops. You can get them for the DD yeah. hammocks series. And there's 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 hundreds of. I mean, it's essentially a piece a big rectangle or oversized rectangle of waterproof sheeting. Well, while you say that, here's, here's a question for you. Obviously, bashers yes, come in yes. hugely different sizes. Mm. So, what size basher have you got? Because I've I uh, sort of started off with the old X MOD basher. Uh, no, actually, that's a lie. I started off with uh, a Viper type yep. one, um, which was quite small. It was really plasticky. It was a bit weird. Uh, I then ordered uh, an MOD one, an X MOD one, uh, and then have recently been looking up the DD tarps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think got to like a five by five meter. Um, They're monstrous. I've got one for camping for like the family camping, which is, I think is a, a three by four. And I basically set it up. Um, I think if you look at them images there, second top row, second in from the left, um, which is almost like the floating bash like that, basically. But I use two, uh, two large poles at each end and have it guide out. So you can actually walk underneath it, big sort of social shelter where we could mm-hmm. socialize, of course, eight years ago. Um, <laughs> so that I use that for that. I mean, but predominantly from a Milsim point of view, I um I use a standard MOD basher, which sometimes when you're hammocking, it can be a little bit snug at keeping the whole thing mm. undercover. That's, that's you do why it. I was looking at the DD ones. Um, yeah. But the only thing you can do with an MOD one is, is put it up like a diamond. So rather than having it going parallel with the guideline, so your ridge line, you extend your ridge line up and you throw your basher over it and you peg out all four corners. If you put a corner to corner to, a, like to the tree, one. yeah. Yeah, basically that's it. Yeah, so you can get away with it if you if you've got an MOD um, uh, basher, you can get away with doing it that way, like that. Which is basically like, a, in essence, when you're laying down, you'd have the basher as a diamond over the top of you, as opposed to being a, a square or rectangle. If you follow me, like the standard A-frame sort of type, and that, that gives you plenty of cover. But um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of guys go for a three by three, if I'm honest. Um, that's the, that's been the sort of standard size basher tarp um, shelter cover, if you like, is a, is a three by three, um, and not too dissimilar in price, I don't think. So, uh, uh, for fun, a fun fact: a standard British Army basher is two point five six by two point one six. Yeah. So call yep. it two point six by two point two. Um yep. But I would, I say, I would recommend getting something a little bit bigger if you can. Um, yeah, certainly a three by that three. That being said, the five by five to me seems a little bit over the top. That's um, enormous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was looking at it to be fair as forming like. Um, so when we're obviously out in the woods playing. Um, <laughs> that sounds dirty. Uh, when we're out in the woods playing airsoft, um, obviously it's nice to have like a little social area, everyone sort of that like you can locate in. Uh, this is pre-COVID, but um, so that's one of the reasons I was looking at the five by five because I thought if we could rig it up, uh, almost yeah, like, like, like the it's just thing. a nice big area. Yeah, exactly. Mm, um, mm, mm. Uh, Stips made a good point. Uh, if you go, you got too big a tarp, uh, it becomes a sail in the wind. Yeah, um, exactly might. that. So you know. I mean, even with the uh, hammock camping and stuff like that, which we'll, we'll come on to, I don't want to sort of strain to that too early. Um, you know, even with hammock camping, I try and get the, the basher relatively close to the ground for exactly that reason. You know, it yeah. sort of stops wind getting on under it and blowing it around. That's it, mate, exactly. I mean, if you, and like I say, if you are on the ground, um, uh, and you're, you're ground sleeping sort of thing, you're not using a hammock or anything like that. Um, again, the buddy system, and you can quite comfortably get two guys underneath a, a, the one basher um, with your kit. Um, however, if you've got a basher reach, then there's nothing stopping you than making an extended A-frame shelter out of it. Again, if you look at, um, I suppose, best figure to use would be the uh, second row, fourth from the left. So that one there, yep. Um, and obviously, you'd, you'd erect your basher uh, that way. And then, obviously, your power on the other side would do the complete opposite to you. And then, obviously, extends it out. And it's just overlapping the bashers and, that and stopping the wind and rain getting up underneath it. 
Um, again, perfect examples. And it's, it's such a versatile bit of kit, guys. I mean, I don't think you could find a, a, another shelter that, that is that does as much as what a basher can do, really. Mm. I mean, tents are great, don't get me wrong. Um, but essentially, that's all you can do with it. It is a tent. I mean, what else is there to say about it? It's a tent. You, you, it comes with poles, uh, two poles, one either end, or a selection of um, of uh, flexible poles, which you'd make into a dome tent or something like that. But essentially, it is a it is a tent, and that is it. But this can be used for multiple. So you can turn it into a sleeping bag cover. You can turn it into an emergency bivy bag, stretcher. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a wicked bit of kit. So, yeah, personally, for me, if I had to choose one shelter, it would be a, a basher all day long with a with some paracord and jungle knots and bits and bobs like that to go with it. Yeah. I mean, the other thing as well, obviously, if you've got hard ground or if you're going inside. Um, so, I mean, we, we've played before in a couple of places which are like large um, or stayed in like large warehouse type sort of open buildings. You can use a basher in those as a screen as well, you know, or you can mm. use it as a. Um, uh, to be fair, you can even just have it like the size of a wall or something like that. If tent, you know, a lot of tents that you find aren't actually self-supporting. A lot of them need to have the guy lines and things of the ground to actually hold them up. Yeah, um, so as soon yeah. as you hit hard ground, that's completely redundant. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, so, you've got them pop tents, the, the, the pop-up tent sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, which you could use as well. They I mean, I've never, I've never owned one. As well to them, I think. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know Simon's in the chat. Uh, I will run through a couple of comments in a sec, but uh, Simon set the photo in earlier, so I just thought I'd show that one. Um, so this is Simon's setup at one of the Milsims he was at, um, or events. I don't know if it necessarily was a Milsim. It could have been a, a really, really elaborate, exact, elaborate, sorry, skirmish. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, I mean, this is obviously a good little sort of show of how you would sort of actually stay under it. Um, so you've obviously got your, your sleeping system and everything like that. Um, mm -hmm. You've got the sort of sheltered bit behind there. Um, you know, it's nice and easy. So that's it, mate. It's, like I say, it's just, it's a very simple. And I mean, if it's if it's going to be like sort of ultra realistic, if you like, if the event you're on, and um, like I've said before, if your harbour area can get bumped uh, by the opposing force, and you do have to leave that area, taking a basher down and, and chucking away a couple of bungee cords or some jungle knots is is a lot quicker than having to mm -hmm. break down a tent try and get it packed away without ripping it or tearing the poles out of it, you know, um, taking that down. I mean, you should be able to dismantle that in 30 seconds, something like that, really. Scrunch up into a ball and just stuff it in your burger and long your sleep kit and um, you're good to go, really. I mean, the, 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 you know, there's that side of it and obviously putting it up as well. Again, it's simple. Put your, you've either got your two uh, your two basher poles if you're in open area or you've got your um, your bit of paracord for your ridge line. You'd sling it over the top. You peg out all four corners, or if you want to bring it in close, you can do all six. Um, and that's it. It's done. It's, it's such a simple. It's, and for a beginner, and for someone who's not the, not got the uh, the largest amount of field craft knowledge, perhaps. I mean, learning to oh god, this camera's gone again. I can't believe it. Anyhow, um, learning to put one of these up is you know it's um, an hour if that of just getting of getting confidence with it and that and you know making sure if it's rigid and tight and. It's all uh, all your guidelines and that are out correctly, and it's a nice simple system to learn to use. And obviously, that gives you confidence going into an event that you think, "Yeah, well, I've got my shelter squared away, sleeping bag and dos bag, and that's all quite very self-explanatory." That all goes in there, I mean, and you're done. You're you're out the rain, you're out the wind, you're keeping your kit dry. You know, you, it's got your own personal bit of space to get to if you need to. You know, it's, it's a cracking little bit of kit that is. So uh, I want to hit on some top tips um, that we sort of vaguely alluded to so far, which is obviously uh, bungees. Uh, <laughs> bungees, I... Oh, Lance has gone completely now. Uh, bungees are great uh, at replacing, 
like really difficult knots because obviously you can just wrap a bungee around a tree, connect it to itself, and there you go, it's already connected. Uh, you can obviously tie up the basher with that. Uh, here it comes. Right. Uh, I was just saying, Lance, about bungees. Um, really, really good alternative to just having loads and loads of paracord. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, it's reusable paracord. You know, it can get a bit. Um, well, I mean, you can reuse it, but you've got to keep untying the knots and things. And after it gets wet or whatever, it's a bit of a pain in the neck to do. Yeah, it can. I mean, I mean, bungees are good. I mean, obviously, you got to be very careful with them because if if one of them does go, you have got essentially a metal hook coming back at you at quite a fast rate of knots. Um, the I mean, I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've used them. Don't get me wrong; everyone's used them, of course they have. But I mean, I mean, jungle knots on the other hand, I mean, that's a different beast altogether. I mean, that's a that's a fast way of, of putting up a shelter if you've got jungle knots on the, onto a, a minimum of the four corners of your basher, and then obviously the central eyelets as well at the top, to where your ridge line would be at your basher. If you've got jungle knot lines out there for sort of two or three meters either end, um, you wrap that around a tree and you run the knot back through itself a couple of times, and that's it. It's tight then, and then the time to do it, you just literally just pull it, and the knot pops out. And, you, and it's gone it's down it's no there's no messing about there's no time bows and this that and the other so if, you, if for jungle knots if you've if you've not put them on your basher then yeah i highly recommend them because obviously as well because there's all the knots um different increments all the way along the line and when it comes to pegging it out at the four corners you know you can adjust it you know you can let some line out let some line in and just tie it up and tie it off on itself to keep it bunched up so you're not going to cause a trip hazard or anything but um, yeah jungle knots for me personally this is what i go to all day long definitely cool Another another point. Um, I know that Mark is in the chat. Um, Mark loves digging a hole. <laughs> yeah, shell scrape or digging a hole. You know, and by doing that as well, and Mark is absolutely right. Uh, it, you know, it's keeping that basher as low to the ground as possible, especially in a tactical situation. If you like, you want to say low profile out of the way. It's easier to camo it up. Obviously, you still need to keep that ridge line on there for to, for the water to run off and stuff like that. And, and obviously, if, the, if you're digging in underneath the basher, keep the keep the hole you're digging slightly smaller than the actual surface area that the basher would cover. Obviously, for 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 water runoff and stuff like that. But yeah, keeping it low to the ground and you know digging yourself in you know, was a great bit of fun. And it love who loves not you know digging holes. Great, I love digging an angry <laughs> hole when I'm when I've got the ump about something. <laughs> uh, right, let's jump into the chat for a bit. Uh... So Gaz said, before we get stuck in, are you lads going to the Arabs weekend? Uh, we are planning to. Yes. Uh, so obviously, assuming that COVID and everything goes well, uh, I believe that we're looking to join as part of the civilian mob. Um, so I know I know we're very interested to go. Um, yep, we obviously absolutely. haven't yeah. committed to anything yet because obviously, you know, <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah, exactly. But I mean, fingers but, crossed, we, you know, as far as as far as uh, anything else goes yeah i'm definitely attending it but you know that's there's other things that could stop that happening <laughs> yeah. but from my point of view yeah i'm going <laughs> yeah so uh so maybe see you there guys perhaps uh rage yeah, i saw this on instagram earlier that is lit mate so that's obviously referring to your new pouch oh my new pouch uh, did i mention i've got a new yeah you're a new yeah, pouch <laughs> Uh, Simon says it's unlike Lance to have a pouch on the go. Ah. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, talking about the stuff that we're talking about, uh, Rage says bashes are great as well for a summer wild camp in the woods with your mates. That's a, that's a little hint to the rest of you there. <laughs> Stop talking about shelters, right? <laughs> uh, Gaz says if you go down to the woods today, you'll see Lance with his pouches. Yeah. Oh, boom, boom. And uh, oh yeah, Gaz. Gaz says I'll be joining you, Sivers, all the way. Ah, uh, nice one. Oh, awesome. Perfect. Uh, Marcus, evening. Marcus is the one that's uh, got us involved with the Arabs. 
Yes, that's Aaron it, exactly. Rock. So, um, yeah, big shout out to Marcus there. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, just to add, that is an acronym for something. It's not just a group of Arabs. It is essentially a, an acronym, isn't it, for an event? I don't actually know, to be honest. Really. Yeah, I just I, thought I, it was like a name. There's, there's dots after the A and the R and the A, there, so I'm presuming that is a is an airsoft-related thing. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with it. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Well, I might be wrong uh, as well, actually. <laughs> I'm going to have to completely Garrett. rethink my loadout for that weekend now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Simon says, low profile and tactical regard to bashers and easy to come up. Of course, I mean, if you've got camo nets and stuff like that, mm, I mean, we've, yeah, we've played a few games with, um, we've just taken a bag of camo nets and just set them up like screens around the, around the camp. You can't see it. You genuinely couldn't see the camp. That was—I tell you what—that um, was Mike. That was the DEA event, and it was like yeah. summer, everything, all the green vegetation and that. And we put camo screens up around our fob. And the amount of times I walked past it, pff, not a clue. Really, really yeah. effective. You know, yeah, it's good. So obviously less effective at night. Mm. Um, but uh, Jason Slayton, basher is another, another Indian term like Sanger and Dovey. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Ah, okay, fair play, yeah. mate. There you go. If we turn it into an educational channel now, Jason, you can come back. <laughs> Jason is now teacher for the evening. <laughs> yeah, Jason, if you know, if you happen to know how you say uh, "shmar" or "shima," we uh, referring back to a, a long previous episode. We we couldn't work that one out. Um, yeah. Shmag, where, Shmag it was. show me. <laughs> Anything like that. <laughs> uh, Ragefile says, "Do you take poles for your bashes?" So this is an interesting one. I um I actually took a basher wild camping on Dartmoor. Um, and I used hiking poles. So the two holes I was using, uh, the two poles I was using for hiking. Walking poles, the day, yeah, that's, that's definitely doable, um, mate. They worked absolutely well, uh, amazingly for this. Um, mm. I do generally tend to take, interestingly, when I go, actual special poles for these. They're just like the little Miltec ones that just, um, just about to try and reach like a wing nut type thing. It just extends. I can't reach them. Um, I guess you could just use sticks, assuming that you've got the right stick. There. Yeah, um, I mean, um, yeah, you could, you could cut something and um, obviously just sharpen the point a bit so it can go up through the eyelet, I suppose. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, it all I depends. Mean, I mean, actually, if, you're, if you're in a wood block, you're not really, there's not, essentially, necessarily, you're not going to really need a, uh, a set of basher poles. But then again, that's all dependent on what setup you're going for. If you're going for a little A-frame, then, you you know, there's a good chance you probably will do, unless you can find, you know, two trees at the correct distance, you can just drop a little A-frame over. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're not heavy or anything like that, and they do compact down relatively small. Yeah. There, you go. there we go. Just there, I mean, yeah. I guess you could go proper hardcore and use your rifle if you've got a sniper or something like that. But you know, as soon as you need to fire it, you're going to be uh... yeah shooting the birds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shooting you straight on because I'll take my, I'll take my shelter down, so you're gonna have to stand above <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ray Charles said it's when there's no sticks in moorland or non wooded areas. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. mate. Yeah, yeah, basher exactly. poles all day long. Yeah. So cool. Oh, 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 there we go. Arab stands for Airsoft Ransom Bants Group. There we go. There we go. There's something else as well. Cool. Right, so moving on, we are going to be talking about hammocks. I love a hammock. I'm not going to Beautiful. lie. I spent many a meal sim, many an event, sleeping on the ground. And then um, I think we had, we found a hammock popped up. I think Dan, actually, who was on last week, Dan, found Dan, a hammock Dan, on Dan. Amazon for like £25. He did, yeah. And it's, I'm not sure of the brand, but I mean, he's still got it now. Oh, it's like Double use... Eagle or something like that. <laughs> it's got a big eagle's head type thing on the main bag it comes in. It, obviously, it comes with a bag sewn into the hammock, so you can just unpack it, and it turns into a little storage pouch on the side of your hammock. And then, obviously, when you come to pack it up, the, the pockets in the middle, you just fold it all back into this little drawstring pouch. And they're tiny. I mean, they, they're like that. They're like miniature. Hammocks are a wicked bit of kit. And they're so comfortable. I mean, they're stupid comfy. 
like to the point where it was like, no, I'm not getting out of this. So bollocks to your night patrol. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've done this many a time. You, yeah. you get proper cozy in a hammock. That's it. <laughs> It's like it gets to like summertime, mid evening. It's still sort of relatively light, seven p.m. Mike's like, "Oh, my vision's so bad at night, so I'm just going to stay here in the hammock." It's like Mike, it's still broad daylight. All right, get out the hammock. <laughs> the problem is, so the problem is, I I, I genuinely struggle with um, anything other than mesh. Um, we will be talking about iPro and FacePro in a later episode, um, but for all intents and purposes, and I appreciate we're going to have a whole plethora of conversations and arguments about this, but I I, I don't mind mesh. Um, so at night, mesh is awful. I can't see anything. Mm. As soon as the light levels drop a certain amount, and I am genuinely concerned about running into a tree, having already done that once. Um, so yeah, I, I do quite like my hammock. If I need, need to. I don't mind being on. I don't mind being on like stag or whatever, as long as I'm not running around. That's the main thing. Yeah, but that's the thing um, goes for that goes for anyone, mate. I mean, it's, it's yeah. that comes. If that's a, there's a safety element to that as well. Do you know what I mean? It's you know, if you can't fucking see where you're going at night, then. Yeah, you know, it's not the exactly. best, is it? Especially, you know? especially at some of these uh, lovely sites where they've dug a whole load of very nice, to be fair, trenches and holes in the ground um, yeah. until you're running around. <laughs> and you drop down one. Whoop! <laughs> where did you go? Uh, Last man. So, yeah, a couple of things to... <laughs> I wanted to kind of uh, like spell out, really, is the amount of insulation that you lose um, from being elevated off the ground. Um, I know we sort of covered this briefly with the sleeping systems. Um, you definitely need some sort of like underquilt. Uh, mm. sort of, I think they're called underquilts, aren't they? Uh, or you can use um, like the, the roll mats and things like that under you. But you, you definitely need like an additional layer. In the yeah. top left-hand picture of the screen, um, this lady, I think it's a lady or a man. I can't tell. Man lady. Man lady. Uh, with you know gender nondescript um the light green layer there is an under under uh, under quilt uh, and it basically sort of hangs down it's almost like a hammock shape in itself and that just yeah. hangs down underneath and just provides that extra layer of insulation that is basically like a sleeping bag and what underneath. would you say that um you'd require be it would be best to have one of them for like all year round or is this more like an autumn winter sort of time so, early, early spring I find up. personally that if, if as long as it's not the middle of summer, I always take it with me because I would rather I, I always err on the side of I'd rather have something and not need it than, mm -hmm. um, you know, need it. But then I am also have a massive burden every time I go to these events um, and possibly, you know, end up with losing having a load of stuff I don't need. Um, but I mean, yeah, but having this, I mean, not, you don't necessarily need a roll mat or a, or a Z mat or anything as such. So, would no. one of those, un, would them under quilts, is that the same size as a sleeping bag or is that, is it, does it compact down a lot smaller? No, they are smaller. So, I mean, I'm comparing it to my season four um, because I generally tend to use the season four with the hammock. Again, you probably don't need the under quilt for that. That I've slept very comfortably in my hammock with an under quilt and then basically a wooby over the top. Uh, I mean, the woobies are relatively thin. They're probably they like are, yeah, they're very thin compared to us. Um, they're almost like a jungle bag sort of thickness, aren't they? Yeah. Really. So, I mean, I I would always err on the side of having an under quilt with a hammock rather than um, a thicker sleeping bag because the whilst the sleeping bag is good above you, you are obviously laying on the sleeping bag. You're compressing it. You're losing that insulation, um, mm -hmm. and because you're in a hammock and you're elevated off the ground, the air underneath you, you know, is just constantly going past. It's taking the heat away. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I probably would always take that. 
yeah, I mean, it's a question I've not really found myself asking, never, but I do always take it. So I, I don't own one, and I've never used one, and I've never had any problems with them. I'm not as small as the guys, well, so I've got plenty of my own insulation and wind, wind, uh, wind <laughs> resistance on there. Nothing like that. I don't think any coal is going to penetrate the hairy ass or anything like that, so it should be all right. But, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I've never, I've never, I've always used my me, um, me, uh, my base camp extreme snug pack uh, uh, sleeping bag, or me, or my medium weight British bag in a in a hammock. I mean, I don't. I've never used a hammock in the winter months. I must admit, um, I've used it into like sort of the the autumn, so, so late summer and uh, the autumn months. But um, I've never tried one of those um, uh, sort of windshields, if you like, you know, the wraparound under quilts, if you like, for the for the hammock. So yeah, it'd probably be uh, something else to go on the list. Yeah, like, well, I mean, give, give mine a go. Oh, I guess that might be a bit weird. Maybe we'll get a double hammock and the two of us can try it out together. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, with the hammocks, the, the ones that we bought uh, have an integrated bug net in as well, so they're very similar to uh, the ones that are on the screen. But you could obviously get them without the the integrated bug nets. Yeah, mine like, mine hasn't more mine, like mine that. hasn't got a bug net on it. No, I'll be honest with you, I've never used the bug net. Um, I generally just tend to sleep on that because um, it just tucks into the the hammock as it is. Um, I mean, hammocks are also good. They actually provide you a seat off the ground as well. You can sit in them sideways. Yeah. Um, the one thing <laughs> I, I don't know if you found this I, I'd be interested to hear other people's thoughts that have used them the first time I used a hammock I woke up completely unable to walk um, because my the way that you sit in a hammock is obviously like a it's like a U shape um, so my when, when you set being, them up though you need to put your you need to set the feet end slightly higher than the head end when you set up when yeah. you first when you when you put it between the two trees so you can see in that image there actually it stops you sliding down the hammock yeah. in the night and ended up in a big heap in the bottom in the morning. So if you well, this is the thing that there's that. There's also if you look at the image, he's not actually sleeping at it uh, completely symmetrically. So he'll actually have in the as you can see, and there's a lot of the images actually. People tend to lay across them, so you generally tend to yeah. have your head to one side and your feet out the other side because you actually end up with a flatter sleeping posture. A lot um, of people otherwise, do that, like sleeping on their side. Yeah, because otherwise you end up you with a very yeah kind of um i'm clearly not very good at describing this but you end up with a very kind of u-shaped shape and the, the problem i had was that my my legs overextended so whilst i was asleep my my knees were constantly um <laughs> so i just sort of look at simon's comment there <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> just i just instantly thought of you <laughs> We'll come back to that in a sec. Um, but yeah, so my knees were stretched out pretty much the whole night. And what it turned out, because I looked it up afterwards, is that you can actually overextend your knees slightly. And um, so you're putting a lot of force on your knees for the whole night because your legs are obviously trying to go up above you. So one of the things to either do is either sleep in the kind of weird configuration that they're showing there or just tuck something under your knees um, just to keep them slightly bent. Could you um, not sleep with a leg either side of the hammock? Just have them hanging I've out. done that as well, but when it's cold, or you really? I'd love to see. That. I told you I'm not an expert hammock. Just user. like I'm a just, frog, just, just hanging off a leaf, like oh, I'm just sharing my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we'll come God. to Simon's comment in a sec. Um, one of the other things I wanted to share is obviously rain. If you if you're in a hammock and it rains, um, hammocks are ideally suited to water running down the tree running down your line of where you've connected your hammock and then making your hammock very wet. Yeah, drip um, lines, that's the key. Yeah, so you definitely need drip lines. And these are basically, you can have them just, it's almost just like a little bit of paracord. You know, you just tie a little knot in that and it just creates a low point. 
that means that the water wants to go down the drip line rather than down your hammock string. Because mm. um, what you have so is you have obviously you have your you have your heavy duty straps if you like your you know almost like a um, a ratchet strap type material, so like a heavy duty webbing, isn't it? Um, which will be lashed around the tree, and it'll clip back onto a carabiner, uh, which will then be onto a D ring that your hammock material will be round. Um, and it's that D ring there; it's where the water tracks down. Obviously, it comes down the tree if it's raining. It soaks into the webbing strap. It then tracks down the webbing strap to that D ring, and obviously makes its way around it onto your hammock material, and then continues down onto you, soaking your back and your ass and horrible yeah but if you have that bit of uh, paracord tied off hanging down as the water tracks around the d-ring yeah, it hits the paracord and obviously the volume of water is building up it'll just drip straight down that and just soak down that you might get a tiny little bit through the um through the deal on time i've never had it before yeah. um so yeah uh, drip drip lines are essential for the for the metal d-rings either side of your hammock guys camera's gone off again but there we go yeah <laughs> um so just jumping into the chat uh Simon says, how easy is hammock to get out of if you get bumped in the night? I would crease up if I saw someone fall out. Um, so the first time I used a hammock, um, I fell out of it and ended up with one of the biggest bruises. Uh, no, the second biggest bruises <laughs> of my life. Um, I have a photo of it. I'm loath to share that on the on screen now because I don't think anyone wants to see that. Um, it, it was epic. <laughs> uh, it was one it really of the... Hurt. Oh, he's gone again. I think Lars was about to say it was one of the funniest things he's ever seen. Um, is it? I'm back. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Ah, cool. What were you saying? Are you got again? Oh. Nightmare. Back yes. Hello, hello. Yes. There we go. It was literally the fastest speed I've ever seen someone go from being essentially four foot off the ground horizontally to four foot on the ground. I mean, I mean, this is we're talking within a split a point five of a second. He was up and he was down. It went. It was like ninja. I have a lot of mass, and I generally tend to make use of gravity quite a lot. Yeah, um, it was almost like a poltergeist who just tipped him out the hammock at, at like a serious rate of knots. I don't know how it, yeah. it just flipped. I was just, it's incredible. It was a good. It was, a, of, it was a lovely thing to see. <laughs> Thanks. One of the um, <laughs> one of the easiest ways to get out of a hammock or into it that I found is literally as I was just sort of saying earlier, drop your legs either side of the hammock and then you can almost just sit up and you're effectively like it's just slung between your legs. Um and then yep. you just drop one leg over and you're you're out. Um it's a little bit harder when the, the hammock's under the basher as in as in the photo. Mm, um, that's quite difficult. But, I, mean, I mean you are effectively as soon as you're out of the hammock, you are completely free. Um, you know, mm. I mean, I've, I've slept in the hammock in full kit, and you can literally just roll out of it, and then you're ready to go. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, so, when, and also when setting a hammock up, I mean, not, I've always done it. We want to work for everybody, but for me personally, it worked that um, when you when you're putting your hammock out between two trees, I usually set it up so it's waist height as a good rough guide, and obviously make sure the leg ends slightly higher. Yes, but in none the of that. <laughs> Could you imagine us not doing that? That'd be a nightmare. I'd definitely fall out and take a lot of rest. Nah, of yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll make sure uh, Stuart was in the top one. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart's uh, the master of getting in the hammocks. But yeah, um, I'll make sure the hammock's set up so it's waist height. And obviously when you sit back into it, then you've got your nice chair. So you can literally just sit there and and DOS, D-O, D-O, DOS. I didn't say DOS. Um, you can just sit there, chill. You can sit back. You know, it's a, it's a little it's a little seat for you. And also you can just kick kick, kick back in the in the end of swing your legs in and uh, get some uh, nice needed shut eye. But yeah, but waist height um, essentially for, for when you're first setting it up and, and putting the webbing straps around the trees. Uh, so just run into the chat. 
Jason Sladen, Helican Swagman makes a great hammock under blanket. It's a little bit like a wooby. Yeah, um, I mean, the one I've got is a, I think it might be Helican actually. Not sure. I'll have to double check that. Mm. I'll, um, yeah, I'll well, get we'll out have to look. Like I say, it's something I don't own. I mean, I'm certainly have to do a bit of research on it and see if it's um, certainly worth getting. It's especially, I, I, I suppose, particularly for winter camping and stuff like that, it's going to be an essential mm. bit of kit, I suppose, for your, for your sleep system. Is an under blanket or an under quilt, I suppose. It does make a massive difference as well. Like, I mean, mm. I, I went through two events fairly sort of close to each other, um, one with and one without, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely worth having um, if you're going to go with a, a hammock system. Mm. Um, Gaz says I'd be too worried about the trees collapsing when I get in a hammock. Yeah, I mean, obviously, again, to be honest with you, I'm not one of the lightest people. Um, I'm not going to go into my exact weight, but it is, it is, you know, pushing up there. Um, and you know, as long as you've got one that's obviously rated to the appropriate weight that you want to use, um, mm. it's not a problem. You can get double double people hammocks if you want to, yeah. um, which obviously are rated a little bit higher. Um, there are lots of images of hammocks on uh ebay uh which show elephants and stuff in um i don't think they take that much weight but uh i think you are talking like i think some of them take sort of 150 kilograms well i think like, some of the double ones mate are actually more than that i think they look yeah. up, they're up they're over the 200 kilo mark the double ones um i mean i'm 15 and a half 16 stone i mean the one i've got i mean it's absolutely mustard you know i've been i've i've taken that for a day out in the woods with my two children we've done a little bit of a campfire cook up and things like that and i've laid in the hammock the two the two kids have climbed in you know they're, they're sort of at the time would have been uh what is seven and nine now so six and six and eight maybe um you know so it's like almost like two people in one hammock there and it's been absolutely fine you know what i mean and that's even laying in there with kit on as well like mike said before he's laid in his, in his hammock with kit on so you know, um, definitely look into it. And the, I think the one, what I'll do is I'll, I'll get up some pictures of the one I got and I've got mine from Amazon and I've used it multiple times now. And it's been absolutely fine. And um, and I'll, I'll pop a link uh, in our NoFo page on Facebook because um, I believe, uh, don't quote me, let me check it first, but I'm sure mine came with a, a lifetime guarantee or a lifetime warranty. And it wasn't overly expensive. And I'm talking under sort of 30 quid, this hammock was. It was sort of mm. even between sort of 15 and 25 pound mark. The, why I paid for it, and it's a it's a cracking little bit of kit. The webbing straps are sound, all the buckles and that have been absolutely fine. The D rings, no problems whatsoever with it. So, um, I mean, obviously you get you've, you've got the top end, then you've got the, you've got the low end stuff, which is obviously you know I've, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing mine. I, I don't know if I'd class mine as a low end. I'd, I'd class it as a cheap hammock, but quality wise, I can't fault it for quality. You know, mm. can you get something that's cheap but really good quality? I don't know, but um, my my one's been absolutely fine. So. Yeah, I completely, completely agree to that sentiment. I mean, obviously, make sure your D-rings, if you're going to be attaching any of your own sort of customised kit to it. Um, mm. So mine, for example, didn't come with uh, straps to attach it to trees. Um, so I went and bought a set off of, I think it was eBay for like a five or something like that. And they've yeah. got like adjustable loops in there, so you can just quickly, quickly set it up to whatever you need. Um, I bought some D-rings for it as well. Uh, I think I actually bought carabiners, to be fair, just like classic carabiners. Um sort of super lightweight hiking ones. So they, they, you know, they're designed to take a sort of a quite a sizable weight on there as well. Um, yep. But no, I've never had a problem with it. I'll be honest with you. When you first get into it, every time I set it up, I do sort of feel like, oh, is this going to work? Um, yeah, you, you'll get I've, that dunk. You'll sit in it and it'll go dunk. Like that, then that's where that's the webbing straps just finding the tension where you where they're mm. taking up the slack basically. And then once, but once you've done it, that's just like, oh, this is incredible. 
and you get that nice little blow from the breeze and you just start swinging and swaying. <laughs> there is nothing nicer than listening to the rain in your hammock because it's one of the best night's sleep I've ever had in the woods. For, for um, lightweight wild camping or mill sim events and you're in a wood block and you have to set up a sleep system, if you can get a hammock with a basher over the top of it, you will not go wrong for a cracking night's bit of, bit of kip. You really won't. You can't. I don't think you can get better than that. And obviously, it's more, uh, it keeps the weight down. It keeps the size of the kit you've got to take with you. The hammock's tiny. The bash is small. The strap in, the paracord, jungle knots, blah, 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 that comes along with it essentially is small. Again, you're still going to take your DOS bag, but you're going to take that regardless of what you're sleeping on the floor or, or whatever. So, you know. Hmm. With my uh, my hammock set up, I can get the full full set up in a uh, rocket pouch. Mm. Nice. Um, so that that's everything, absolutely everything. Um, so that works quite, quite well. Yeah, nice. Uh, Rage File says you can put these low pro uh, low profile inflatable ground mats in them. They pack down really small as well. The ones are about one and a half inch thick. Yep. So again, you don't um, you can go with sort of the inflatable ground mats and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you just lay that in the base of that and you sleep on that. Um, so again, it's it's just adding that insulation between you and obviously. The fact that there's a void underneath you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, do you use a mat or anything in yours, Mike? Because I've never used well, a, no, a, a, I a use ground my, mat or anything. Um, I use my quilt, so I'm fine. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's, you're, you're not essentially laying on it, are you? There's a bit of added insulation. You're, you're you know, I'm your ass. I guess. Yeah. You know, it, it's not taking any weight or slack off of the hammock. It's just wrapping around the hammock, isn't it? So there's a void between the outer edge of the hammock and the inside edge of your wrap around. There's there is a void essentially there, isn't there? Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about having a, a um. I have, I have an inflatable mat I mean, in there. Whether it'd be a, I mean, I'd, I'd like to raise you if you can expand on that. Like, obviously, getting in and out of it is it, is it? Obviously, it must be comfortable if he's used it in a in a hammock. But I'm just, I wonder if it's a bit, be a bit of a ball lake trying to get onto a onto a sleeping mat. I mean, it, it's not the easiest of things until you've done it a couple of times getting in a hammock without having a mat in there. But I, I just, I could sort of picture it being a bit of a nightmare trying to make sure it stays under you and that, as such. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I might be wrong. I, could, well, I probably am. I normally am. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never tried one in a hammock before. So it'd be something else to, to have a little go at when we can get back outside. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, when I was researching the underquilts and stuff, because I said, basically I didn't know underquilts existed. I just Googled hammock cold ass. Um, and then it started coming up with, you know, all sorts of websites. Actually... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there are a number of ways that you can sort of get around it and sort of recommend sort of like a bit of research. There's quite a lot of um, videos on YouTube and stuff. Um, at some point when we get out and about, it'll be nice to um, sort of see maybe we can get our own little clips and stuff to kind of talk about our own individual setups and things. Yeah, um, that's the only thing that's been so difficult to try and get some sort of, sort of media content to go along with the, with our, sort of our discussions and that and such because um, obviously <laughs> we can't get anywhere. And um, uh, prior to us deciding to start doing a podcast, you know, I, I mean, you, you you take a couple of pictures at an event or a milsim, but uh, never to go as far as to actually <laughs> going into the the depths of it, you know, into the inner sanctum of a hammock. And, yeah, and getting it's more just like look at me shots. with my airsoft gun. It's sort of, sort of like, yeah, here's me with the lads. And uh, here's me going home, <laughs> and that's the end of my. As soon as I get back, when we start, you get any pictures? I, said, yeah, I think I took one in the car by accident on the way down there. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, Ragefast says he's come back and said it makes getting an in and out of a bit harder, but once you are used to it, it's fine. Mm, it gives yeah. a bit of structure to the hammock too. I use a Berghaus one that's about as wide as my shoulders. So yeah, no, oh, okay. I can, I can see the advantage. Yeah, good shout, mate. Fair enough. Yeah, certainly, worth, uh, certainly give that a go. Uh, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. 
Uh, I've got an old NATO poncho that doubles up as a basher. I'm yet to try it as a basher. Um, yep, so I've used... Um, oh, I should have done some research on this before I said... I think it's the Helicantex uh, poncho um, that's got, like, the press studs and everything in it as well. So I've used that as a, 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 as a assistant basher, per se. So I had a basher as well. Um, so I set the basher up in, like, just a normal A-frame uh, all the way along, like, a tunnel. Um, but then I was finding, because I'd set it up in a stupid position, I was getting loads of wind coming straight through the basher. Um, <laughs> so I used the poncho as like an end cap, um, but also doubled up as like a little storage area as well. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're quite useful. Um, mm. I haven't slept under one per se, because I was always a little bit conscious of the fact that ponchos obviously have a hole in them uh, where the neck goes. Now, I know you can tighten that up, but, you know, I just don't trust my luck not to wake up in the middle of the night with a wet head or something like that. But um I'm not, not saying that you can't use it, it's just I, I've not used it myself. How about you, Lance? Uh, sorry, mate, I was just trying to look at the look at my tech there, so I missed that last little oh. bit. But pon poncho wise, no, I, I I have I've used one once, and I'll tell you what I did um uh for a, a basic sort of shelter system was with the hood, obviously pulled it in as tight as I possibly could, and um what you'd normally use to make to sort of create a um a uh, a point, a pitch in the middle of it. Um, would be as like a smooth round stone or something like that. And what you do is you put that up in the hood, um, and you if you get a bit of um, paracord, put a loop in one end of the paracord to like sort of tie it back on itself, create a loop, and then you wrap that round the material that's got the stone or the pebble up inside it, and then you put it tight, and then you can lash it up to a branch above you, and then obviously that'll create your apex in into the center of the poncho, and then you just peg out the four the four corners, and you've got like a pyramid esque type um, sort of basher poncho shape. Um, I've done that before, and failing that, you can use a big wad of grass and just whack it in the hood. It's just so, so something that the the rope's got something to bite round. I mean, some people have gone so, as far as to put a tennis ball in there and use that as like the choke point for the for the for the knot to go up. But yeah, um, it's been all right. I, I, I'm not sure if a poncho is the same size as a basher. I think it's a little bit smaller. To me, it felt smaller. I think I don't think I've got a proper MOD poncho though. I think it's a aftermarket sort of Civvy Street one that sort of looks like a OD Green poncho if you like so i it, it felt smaller it felt i felt a bit tighter in there than i did using a basher so yeah i mean for me a basher all the way poncho for knocking about him i wouldn't re necessarily rely on it as a, as a proper shelter um unless i absolutely have to or maybe an add-on to a basher perhaps you could use it as a bit of a windbreak or something on one side or, or or box an end off perhaps if the wind's sort of coming in horizontal or the rain is maybe you could uh, sort of look at um adding it to the, the added it to the to the basher setup that way but um yeah, I tried it once and I found it a bit restrictive and keeping your kit under there and stuff like that. So, no, no news. Uh, right, sorry, I've, I'm using a laptop to run the presentation tonight because it just makes it a lot easier. Um, but I was thought I'd just look up something quick. Um, so we're now just gonna talk about tents. So, uh, I have. Uh, please excuse my Google search of military tent. Um, this this was the one I specifically wanted to talk about. Is the French surplus. Uh, F1 or I think they do F2 as well, do they? I think they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, the, the surplus French military or NATO, um, the F1 tent. Yes, yeah, uh, that is a the one I've got is a has been an absolute beast, cracking bit of kit. So I've really not good. used these. Um, I I have used a um, Banshee, um, which is the sort of the two three man tent. Um, was that the Van Gogh one you said about? Yeah, it's before. not it's not a, a tactical one in any way. I mean, it's light green bright green i think actually i might have a picture of that on here um 
yeah, I mean, it looks effectively like that for all intensive purposes. Um, right. So, I mean, I have used one of those before. It was the Falklands Milsim we went on. It was particularly cold and wet. Um, yeah. We'd been running around all day, and I'll set this one up in the dark. Um, but it's just a small little tent, and it was it was nice. It was just good to get a bit of shelter away. But um, if I'll let you talk about the uh, the French ones, Lance, because I've not used those. Yeah, um, I used this on the DEA event in the summer, um, just because I, I think I only got it pre prior to that event. Um, and it was good as gold, plenty of space in there. You know, obviously, down one side, you've got your, your sleep system, and then obviously opposite you, you can lay out your Bergen, lay out your plate carrier or your webbing, easy access to all your kit. Um, I then used it again at um, the dark water event uh, where it was horrendously raining, and I think we teamed up with the Gravy Seals. I don't know if you made that event or not, Mike. I don't remember you being there for that I don't one. think I was there. I'm trying to think who was they, they me, all me, Dan, Mark Kettles. I'm trying to think. I think Dom might have been there, perhaps. But anyhow, um, and I took this down there. Um, obviously, because I hadn't tried it in the rain. It was, it was forecast to be a bit rubbish. I, I had the basher in the bag because it's nice and small. Well, I took this down there and I set this up and it and it rained. I mean, a proper big fat rain, proper rain. And there was not a drop of water inside that tent for the for the entire weekend there actually that's a lie there was a tiny little drop right by the front door that's where i left the zip open a little bit where i was going out quick but for the entire weekend when i come back to that tent to break it down at the end of the weekend it was absolutely bone dry in there fantastic bit of kit and i was very impressed and i paid about 40 quid for it off ebay and that folded down and packed away properly will fit in one rocket pouch of a bergen believe it or not and that's including the poles and i've done it so um yeah um, for a for a lightweight tent, even for a little quick overnight camp somewhere, um, yeah, I don't think you could go far wrong with that one of them. Pole at each end, guy lines, peg it out, job done. Sewn in ground sheet. You're not going to get any creepy crawlies in there. Keeps the wind out. It's got an overlapping rain uh, storm flap, um, which extends out over to the uh, each edge of the A frame on each side. You can see there where the actual um, the three guy lines down each side peg out to. So it's um it's got like an oversized storm flap if you like over at the base of the on each side, um yeah cracking bit of kit, couldn't, couldn't fault it whatsoever, really good. How much <clears> do you reckon you've used that in comparison to your other systems? Um, I've, I've I mean out of the events I've done since I've had it, I mean like I said I only ever do Wilson with it. I mean I've used it uh, for a wild camp probably two or three times. I've used it probably on about three or four mil sims. Um, and I've never had any problems with it. I mean, it, to be fair, the times I have used it, it's only rained sort of twice um, using that tent. And it was uh, obviously the dark water one was the real, you know, the real test for it, if you like. Because I mean, mm. I, I'm not kidding you. It rained all day, and I I did expect it to sort of after a while start to soak through, get some really bad damp patches on it. And obviously, after a while, there's only so much water it can cope with before it starts penetrating. But there was I'm. I'm absolutely being genuine whether i got lucky and it had been treated or it was some sort of random material that had been used that's i don't know but for me that has been that was absolutely but i was shocked to come back to it and find not a bullet drop of water in the main area of the tent apart from it and there was a tiny little tea saucer sized puddle right at the front of the tent and that's purely from my own fault of not making sure i'd put the zips shut together um, at the yeah. base there where the bottom of the pole is there just behind that pole is where the where the zips meet and that's purely my fault um for not doing that but yeah i'm very impressed with it really good bit of kit cool 
I mean, there, yeah, there's there's obviously other tents out there on the market. Uh, I mean, as I say, I just sort of Googled hiking tents. Um, I mean, any of these, you know, sort of systems, they, they obviously, you want something that packs up small um, for anyone that's sort of been camping um, with sort of even just normal yeah. small tents. You're still talking about quite a sizable bag when it's all packed down. Mm. Um, I mean, Rage, Rage has come to the, the defense of Van Gogh tents uh, in the chat saying, don't knock Van Gogh tents, best tent for the money you can if, if in a budget. I completely agree. Uh, I yeah, absolutely, Van Gogh, right. yeah. The Van Gogh Banshee 300, I think, was the one I bought. Um, is amazing. You can put it up in 15 minutes. Um, you know, it's got loads of really quite funky features uh, that sort of keep it upright. And I think it's got like t wind tension straps and things that you can adjust from the inside. Mm. Um, and it, it's, yeah, completely agree. They are really good. Um, I say the only, the only downside to them, I guess, in the tiniest way, is just the fact that they are lime green rather than like an od green it'll be quite i think they used to do them in like a, a more of an od which is like the one um shown there um but i, I think, think one tigress do up. a um one tigress do a similar sort of tent and they, they they steer more to the military od green sort of in color mm. um so maybe worth looking at that one of them guys. but again i mean i mean let's remember let's not poo poo um, the cheaper versions or cheaper variants of tent systems or shelter systems until you know and, and it's a it's a it's a big reminder to, you know, obviously do your research, you know, before you make a purchase on anything to do with a uh, mill simming or, or wild camping or, or, or anything outdoors um, activity, you know, do your research on it, make sure it's right for what you want it to do. I mean, if you're new to it, uh, new to mill simming, you know, ask, ask for advice. You know, there's, there's plenty of people out there that happily offer you advice of what they use and what's worked for them and what hasn't worked for them. So, the, you know, the main thing is guys, before you go, if you look at something, think, oh, it looks really cool. And then you order it, and then 20 minutes later, you think, oh, just another read of some of the reviews, and you think, oh, Christ, it's terrible. Oh, God, oh. what have I done? I've done it. I've, trust yeah. me, I've done it. I've ordered something, and then read the reviews afterwards and gone, oh, God, idiot. Does <laughs> what it, do that for? I, I don't know if this is just me. Does everyone else, and I'd be interested, please please put it in the comments if you do. Does anyone else have, like, a box of stuff that they've bought? They might have used it at one event and then gone, yeah, nah. <laughs> but then, obviously, because you've used it, you know, it's become a little bit... Uh, um, dirty or whatever or slightly tarnished or whatever so you can't you can't send it back and you're just like oh it's just in a box somewhere just uh, I, mean, box. I, <laughs> I might have a couple of them <laughs> Not yours are full of pouches aren't they <laughs> oh, piss off don't you start <laughs> but you know I, I i totally hear you mate yeah and it's obviously you know you, you learn from your mistakes don't you i mean you know it's something you know at the point at the time of ordering, you think oh, that's, that'll work well. And you, when you try it, it's, unfortunately, it doesn't. You know what I mean? It's, it could be a bit gimmicky yeah. or something like that, but you're not going to know until you tried it. So, you know, it keeps no, it I mean, interesting, doesn't some it? Of it some <laughs> personal preference as well. But, uh, exactly. yeah. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all I down just, to personal preference. I'm a bit of a hoarder. I just don't want to get rid of stuff. So I just put it in a box up in the loft. I've genuinely got like this massive box of stuff. Um, <laughs> and maybe I'll have to go to a boot fair at some point. Yeah, definitely, uh, mate. Yeah. So, uh, just jumping into the chat, Simon Topley says, I used a cheap tent and the Falklands uh, sim with Val, and it had poor ventilation. We woke up struggling to breathe, and I had to abandon it. Make sure you get a decent one. Mm. That that sounds bad. Terrifying. Like, yeah. That sounds horrible. I hope, yeah. I hope you're both okay. Um, yeah, obviously, you want to you wanna try and get a tent with um, proper sort of ventilation. Um, mm. And, and that, with that, actually, Tom makes a good point there. Obviously, guys, if you are, if you are an event and it is very, very cold, and how tempting it is to light a heater or a sort of lamp, oh, or yeah. maybe maybe brew up inside your tent. For God's sake, make sure you've got the doors open. I mean, 
even outside it, I mean, I really wouldn't recommend having a jet boil going inside your tent, guys. I mean, you know, you don't know what the fire retardantness of the tent is for a start. Um, just for peace of mind and for say, and if you are storing a cook set in your tent overnight, make sure you unscrew that gas can and put it outside just for just for the safety side of it, guys. Honestly, I can, I mean, the amount of I, mean, I do a lot of carp fishing, well, got back into it in the last sort of year or so, and um, the horror stories of 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 grown-ass men who have had heat as going in the tents nodded off and that's been the last sleep they've had so yeah can't stress how important it is to make sure you've got your tent like simon said they're well ventilated not only for when you're sleeping but also for if you are cooking or you do have some sort of heater which is obviously sucking the oxygen out of the air and releasing carbon monoxide you know it, it goes about saying it's a silent killer you can't smell it you know what i mean you can't see it you can't hear it um so yeah ventilation guys and you know be sensible when you're when you're cooking up or you know if someone else you spot someone else doing it you know don't think oh you know maybe i should should i go yeah absolutely tell them you know regardless just say mate think about it and they might tell you to fuck off mind your own business i know what i'm doing <laughs> and if that's the case then fair enough but at least you you're safe in the mind you've you know you've said look mate you sure yeah. you should be doing that so that's just a little safety point there guys you know be very very careful with it you know What's that a little bit from me? <laughs> on, that, on that happy note, uh, Ray yeah. Charles says... Sorry about uh, that. Sorry. No, that's fine. Ray Charles said, put your basher over it. Yes, I mean, obviously, with uh, with any sort of uh, tent, I mean, I, I've seen guys go to their first meal simulator. They've brought something almost effectively the colour of that yellow one on the screen. Um, you know, you can't just whack a basher over it, camo net, anything like that. You know, it yeah. doesn't really, to be honest, make, make a huge difference. It's just a personal preference of mine. Um, mm. Just like to try and blend it as much as possible, really. Rage file says there's a limit to how small you can get with a tent packed down to. I've got uh, rab and marmot tents that are light and small but expensive. Yeah, I mean obviously with with any with any sleep system, uh, as Rage is saying, obviously these things will only go down to a certain size because you still have the volume of whatever that thing is. Um, you it's know, like you're never going to um, get it. My two man yeah. Polish Lavu tent I've got, which is essentially it's two Polish military ponchos buttoned together down each side. Uh, with a um, set of poles goes up through the middle essentially a TP10 absolutely indestructible I mean that's been up in horrendous winds uh, it's not even moved and it's literally one pole up in the middle of the tent uh, the pole goes up into the middle of the uh, the hoods of the ponchos which is which are buttoned together it's all pegged round I think there's eight pegs in total perhaps um, and it's essentially a TP triangular type shape if you like and um, absolutely hard as nails, a cracking, a heavy. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it'd be for a milsim, unless you're doing some sort of era, sort of sixties, fifties type esque uh, reenactment, perhaps uh, somewhere. Um, but certainly for some wild camping or hot tenting, where you can use a, a wood burning stove, a little, a little small ammo can size wood burning stove inside a Polish lavu tent. Um, there's a there's a Facebook group, uh, uh, lavu owners club sort of thing, which you can uh, look up. Um, some cracking pictures on there of it and another option guys but it's it, 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 compared to other tents that are available of the same size it's probably four or five times the size of it. it's a bulky bit of kit so um but yeah and another little option there the polish lavu more nostalgic than anything you know what i mean the old smell of canvas and the you know how <laughs> if it gets rained probably on like you scout know tent type thing it is mate it is you know well, you, you, you've got to set it up in the rain when you first get it to make sure the fibers expand in the moisture and, and that's what creates it makes it waterproof basically so um yeah, it's a good bit of kit. Very expensive to get hold of now. Cool. 
Uh, right, so we're gonna last one we want to talk about uh, in particular was the bivy bag. Yes. Um, now, obviously, bivy bags are pretty much like the smallest, I would say, of the sleep systems that you're gonna have uh, in terms of your actual space. So, obviously, a tent gives you probably, arguably, the most space. Uh, your basher probably the second. Uh, hammocks, I would say, is probably less than a basher along the lines of whilst you do have stuff, uh, you've got space obviously underneath the basher. Uh, and the hammock that you can you can store stuff um, mm. is probably the most exposed still. Um, but then obviously the bivy bag is effectively it's like a sleeping bag tent. Um, I've not used one of these. Uh, I believe you have, Lance. I've got a bivy bag and it goes as standard. I mean, obviously, unless I'm using my hammock. Uh, but then having said that, I have slept in my bivy bag inside my hammock with a with my dos bag inside it i mean obviously that's a hooped bivy one so probably a dutch, sort of dutch army or something like that you can get them i mean i've only ever seen them for sort of like the 80 to 100 pound sort of mark um for the hooped bivy bag or they sometimes they're known as a special forces shelter sort of thing like one man them um, sort of sort of recon shelter um a bivy bag it, uh, for, for me personally um alongside your, your your roll mat or your or your insulated mat your sleeping bag your bivy bag and your basher that's probably your, your your four essential bits of kit for you for a basic for your first starting out sleep system you need a roll mat a dos bag a bivy bag and a basher mm. and that would be the four things that i personally for me it's an essential piece of kit to your sleep system that that bivy bag um not only can it act as a shelter um but even if you're just taking purely the bivy bag just to climb into just to get that wind chill off of you perhaps get out the rain I mean, again, it's quite a very, really versatile piece of kit, and it does compact down, um, nice and small. Can obviously compare. Obviously, it won't do when you got your because I always pack mine away with me with dos bag inside it. Um, so obviously, it's the size of the sleeping bag when it's all compacted down. But um, you can scrunch them up relatively small, really, in essence. So yeah, a, a great bit of kit. And if you know, like I said, we've said previously, if you have if you've not got one of these, highly recommend you get one um, for for your sleep system. Really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got so, I've, I've got one. Um, sorry, I've never used it. I've never used it as like an individual sleep system. So I've never just been in a bivy bag. Um, I found the one I've bought. Uh, you can wrap yourself in completely. You can zip it all the way around, and it was a little bit claustrophobic for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually uh, went to the effort of stitching in some mosquito netting um, that you can zip up. Um, so you can unzip the bivy bag and then you've still got like a mosquito net screen to try and keep bugs out. Um, I'm not the most squeamish with bugs, but I don't like the idea of spiders crawling in my mouth when I'm asleep. <laughs> um, yeah. having, having been in a situation on one of the Milsims, I think it was actually at Octo 8, where I got bitten by something in my sleep and my entire hand swelled up. Um, Obviously, that wasn't well, it, it, you, you could well have died that night, mate, if, if it hadn't been for Tony being there with his little torch. If it hasn't been for uh, old Black Widow, um, you know, fighting him off. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, in all seriousness, <laughs> my hand did swell up. Something bit me in the night. Um, and I actually invested in one of the uh, the, the British Army um, like mosquito net tents um, that you can kind of sit on a, a, a camp bed or anything like that. So it's basically like a little, it's almost like a little child's crash tent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so essentially, essentially the size, length, and width of a of a cot bed, and it just sits on the top of it, and you can get yeah. a massive, great big, thick mattress which goes inside that, which looks really luxurious. But again, if you're going out in the field, it's, you're not going to want to taking a big folded no, Z mean, the, mattress the down. Thing, 
bunk bed <laughs> thing was about like that so it's, it's pretty small and fit in the burger yeah. if i need it but i mean to be honest with you I, I didn't get it for that but the um going back to the bivy bags that the mosquito netting just means i can breathe a lot easier um you know w- without without that risk of being completely exposed per se yeah um but yeah uh gaz says bivy bags are a must-have even in a tent yeah definitely might totally agree yeah. with that uh rage says can't count how many times i've wild camped with the bivy tent and basher proper low profile and light and work really well in the uk mm-hmm. yeah definitely mate yeah well, uh, a lot of my early meal sims was all it was was a basher and a bivy bag and I've, I've still got the well basher i've got now is when i've got the war and peace revival which handily enough came with every single islet with jungle knots uh that a, that a, that a trooper had um kindly installed <laughs> prices that obviously demobbing and then uh it being sold to me so it's, I don't, it's what is handy. a jungle knot? I'm going to have to Google this quickly. A, I, a jungle knot, mate, it's, it's not quite paracord that they use. It's more of a string-based sort of heavy-duty string, I'd like to say. I mean, the, the Gaz, uh, the likes of Gaz and Rage and that would probably be able to correct me on actual what, what they actually use. Some sort of cordage, a strong cordage. And essentially what you do is you get like a, a <laughs> three... I've just Googled it. And uh, this is literally what has just come up when I've Googled jungle knot. Yeah, that's exactly uh, oh, sorry, that. Sorry, no, like you know why? You know why? Because I've binged it. I'll probably better actually Google it. Because uh... you talk, yeah, maybe add British Army or something like that to it. No. Just because I imagine that there's a few people in the chat that probably don't know what they are. I mean, it's essentially uh... it's a it's a section of of, of cordage which is I'd, I'd say probably four meters long, and it's doubled up. So then you got you've got a like a double length bit of two meters then, and you thread that through the eyelets of your basher. And then you incrementally tie it into a knot every, oh, what do you say, the width of your hand, maybe slightly more. So you do a knot, then you do put a, put a hand's width next to that knot, do another one, and then you'll have a series of knots all the way down the guy line. And what you can essentially do with that then, Mike, is wrap it around a tree, and then you pull one knot through the other knot, and it holds fast. It won't move. Right, okay. Oh, so I see what you mean. Yeah, so, so rather like than like having to wrap a single bit of power, pretty much, mate. Yeah, it's like a quick release system, if you like. Um, so rather than having to wrap it around a tree, a, a single piece of paracord, then tie it off in the, some weird and wonderful knot, and then like have a bow there so it's quick release. You go around the tree, you weave it back through the knot, and then it's the knot that pulls back to the previous knot, and they just bite against each other, and that, that you know it's not going to go anywhere. Okay. And obviously, oh, then cool. to take it, take it down. You just pop it out, pull it out of the loop that you've created between the two knots, and that's it. It's, it's undone. And obviously, they'll stay on there all the time. Some guys have their bashes tailored to have little pockets put at the corner of each eyelet. So if you're not using two of the of the uh, of the guy lines or the two of the jungle knot guy lines, you can just tuck yeah, them just into a little pocket with the velcro, so it's out of the way. It's not a trip hazard. It's not going to get tangled up and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're a wicked bit of kit. There's a few fair few videos on YouTube, guys. If you look at how to tie jungle knots onto a basher or something like that. They, they, very simple uh, guidance here on how to do it and it's once it's on there it's on there then you never have to worry about it again you're always going to have your guy lines on there you're always going to have your ridge line on your basher so um it's something that you haven't got to faff about with when you get to your fob or your harbour area to set up so cool uh mark hutchins says hi evening chat evening Hello. evening sir, thanks, evening, for sir. Thanks, for, yes, thanks for joining us mate um, so that's pretty much uh, the sleep systems we we're going to talk about. I say there was obviously uh, Tim's one that he submitted earlier look uh, in the, the day. Camo, which, I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean that's obviously an alternative for a, a static event potentially. Cracking um, bit of kit, the luxury. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a commander's vehicle. If anything, if yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it'd be quite handy actually to sleep next. You'd be able to remove your eye pro for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Just flicking V's out the window. Yeah. No, you're not coming in. <laughs> uh, so, guys, are there any other questions or has anybody got anything else they want to just throw into the chat? Uh, I'll leave it a quick few minutes just to cover that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's just remind you that if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at nofochat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is nofo underscore Foxtrot underscore no. Sorry. Ah, I get this wrong every week now. This is this every is week. It was, it was, it was Thunderscore <sighs> last week. Underscore. Uh, November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo for our Instagram. Facebook is uh, at November Foxtrot Nofo, and our YouTube is November Foxtrot. Um, yeah, I will get those right at some point. And, and apologies to everyone uh, that might have been waiting for any of our Instagram posts this week. Um, I've got a new phone, and it would appear that whilst I was trying to post um, stuff for some reason, wasn't actually leaving my phone and, and joining everybody else on the internet. Um, which wasn't much fun. So, um, yeah, apologies mm. for that. Um, next week, we're going to be discussing hydration systems. Um, so, you know, obviously hydration is important. I want to make sure that nobody's getting dehydrated because it's, you know, it can make your event a bit shitty if you're feeling yeah, rubbish. And I, after doing my level three first aid course today. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Well, yeah, but thank you very much. <laughs> Pass the flying colours, I might add. <laughs> Left an apple on teacher's desk. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we're talking about hydration systems. Um, again, if anybody's got any ideas for future content, please, by all means, send us in. Uh, you can either send them to us on the Facebook uh, or anything like that, or you can contact us directly on our um, Instagram uh, names are below. So I'm never 9 airsoft and Lance is the underscore punishment. Uh, the underscore un underscore punished or whatever it is the yeah. underscore punished underscore just, one just there quit you go. now just stop just ah, stop. stop digging i give up i give up <laughs> guys says uh, blame technology mike yeah i know yeah, bloody technology <laughs> oh rubbish isn't it yeah ah here we go uh ray says uh level three can you do trackies now no i would do but someone's pinched all the kit from the nhs so <laughs> it's unavailable you're <laughs> <laughs> right you wouldn't have to know anything about that would you <laughs> That was actually a very good course, actually. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's one, of, it's one of the two courses in my line of work that I do that actually get a bit of a, a good kick from, and it, you actually learn something that you you know take away from it. It's to be the the first aid and the um, confined spaces course. I always enjoy crawling through tunnels, recovering dummies with um, breathing apparatus on. It's always good fun. So cool. I feel like I'm having a conversation with AI at the moment. It's like uh, you know. Just, I'm here, mate. Don't worry, I'm here. Circle, a buffering circle. Yeah. Uh, right, anyway, thanks ever so much for watching. Uh, we, kneel, we, uh, we now have an outro <laughs> video. We will. I give up. I don't know what's going <laughs> on. Suddenly now... got hell on everybody. This is Mike. <laughs> oh. Simon says, uh, does, Lance, does this mean Lance gets a new level three pouch? That'll be the next one. That'll be some ridiculous medic, medic you system. Wait. You, 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 you'd not take the piss now in this chat. You wait. You'll get yours, don't you? I'm, I'm working on a special patch for you, Lance, by the way, just so you're aware. I've um, not got an issue with pouches, all right? No, no, not pouch, patch. <laughs> My name is Lance, and I do not have an issue with pouches. Welcome, Lance. <laughs> oh, Gaz just says, give up, Mike, go bed. Yeah, I, I definitely need to. It's been a long week. Um, no, but thanks to my brother who uh, he put the intro video together for us, and we now actually have an outro video as well. Uh, it's fairly it's fairly similar to the intro video. Um, at some point, we'll be recording something a bit is it special. Just the is it the fox's head facing the other way? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, but no, it's just not. the back of the head. 
I literally thought this is comedy genius. I've thought about on the spot then. I know. I know what Terry Wasted just said. What's in my glass? It's just lemonade. It's just been a long week. You I need to get on the gin, mate. I tell you, this is where you're going wrong, Mike. I know. The problem is, I, I don't start this into a sharing, a sharing is caring video. But basically, my, my wife being very pregnant, um, she's tossing and turning in her sleep, which means that I'm not getting a lot of sleep. So I'm it's very inconsiderate of her. Sleeping on the sofa to try and get a better kip, and it turns out my cat's like waking me up at half four in the morning. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's a different right. story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note, see you later. Bye. Go. Oh, I played the wrong video as well. <laughs> I thought I could instantly see the difference. It must have taken ages to put that together. <laughs> oh, blimey. I just give up. Right. I'm going to play the right one and we'll see you all next week. I'll make sure okay, I'm Okay, guys. Away. Be safe. See yeah, you soon. Bye.